Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Careful making wishes in a dark, dark, can't be so when it hit that mark and the sides in the mean, mean time. I'm just dreaming of tearing you apart. That is hammered out to deep left field. Forget about it. Big fly for Mike Trout and the Angels have tied this one up in Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels in 66ers baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Tori Hunter Jr. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. What is up? It is your boy Johnny Mack, joined as always with Dan Garcia. We're back for another edition of the All Angels podcast. Uh, we recorded on Sunday, so there was Morning. a game. Yeah, yeah, there was a game happening on Sunday. So obviously, we we have Sunday and Tuesday's game to talk about as we're recording here on a Wednesday. They're playing as we speak yeah, as well. Disappointing that it was Labor Day and people had the day off. Or the majority of people had the day off, and the Angels weren't on television that day. Yeah, I think Victor would talked about it on on one of the. I think it was. Maybe it might have been Sunday's game where he goes, you know, it should be a, a, a like law that baseball needs to be played. Every team needs to play on Labor Day and Memorial Day, which yeah. seems correct, Fourth right? Fourth of July. Yeah. Like, make the most out of those days that, you know, the majority of the people are at home. Exactly. Exactly. So we'll recap Sunday and Tuesday's game, and then we'll get into emails and questions. Uh, we're also on Instagram Live, too. So Instagram Live people, if you guys want to send in questions, you can do that as well. Uh, other than that, let's get into it. Um, Sunday, they played Houston. They had taken already three games from Houston, the doubleheader, especially that sweep of the doubleheader on Saturday. So going into Sunday, I didn't care if they won or lost at that at point. At that point, you were just playing with house money and, and, and exciting games. And we mentioned it on Sunday, exciting games. Every, It's kind of lucky. It's kind of a good bounce that the Angels finally have. But to kind of win every game and that their last at bat, um, leading up to this game was, you know, obviously as a fan, a lot of fun, but you just kind of hope that that momentum continues to ride. Yeah, absolutely. So in this game, Jaime Berea took the hill. He went five innings. He gave up three hits, three in runs, two walks, and six strikeouts. Wasn't like an overpowering performance, but it was a good enough performance. I I thought he pitched well. Um, just kept the, the Astros at bay, you know, especially since, you know, they fell behind. Angels fell behind early, but after that, that inning, I think he just, I think he cruised a little, right, and was able to, um, you know, just silence Astros bats, and it was a hot day as well. I think right. it was 108 when. Well, yeah, uh, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast in the anywhere yeah. in Southern California, whether that's like Riverside where we're based out of, or even you know Orange County where the Angels are based out of, uh, yeah, it was a hot weekend, and, and we always talk about it when it's hot like that. The ball tends to really carry really well um, at Angel Stadium. Yeah, so the Angels fell behind early. With two outs in the first inning, Kyle Tucker, he's one of those guys that's becoming an Angels killer. And I could I can name a few off the top of my head. Uh, you know, Shin Su Chu seems to kill the Angels. Gallo. But he's a young guy that this kind of seems right. to be brought up. So, 
you know, it's not someone like a Springer where right. they might lose him at the end of this year. No, this this guy's... guy is going to be around for a little bit, and he's actually, um, I guess, at least when he plays with the Angels, I don't know God. how he is against other teams, but when he plays the Angels, he Killer, actually dude. does a. Uh, Really, really well. Killer. Uh, he's a guy that uh, when you did the season preview show with the Astros beat writer, the, the Astros beat writer, was, he said that Tucker was probably their their last really good top prospect. They didn't have much in the system. But it, it's, the show, they made, yeah, you know? it's showing now that Tucker, at least against the Angels, that this guy is legit, Producing. man. Yeah, he had a two-run shot, and he gave them a, a quick 2 nothing lead in the first, and then the next inning, Diaz hit a home run. So the Angels were behind 3 nothing by the second inning. Uh, the Angels would score uh, on an infield single by Ward in the, I think, at the bottom of the second. And then with the score three to one uh, in the bottom of the third inning, Rendon would tie things up with a three run, two run shot. That is out toward left field, hit well. Move it back on it is Tucker, and that one is gone. Big fly for Anthony Rendon, and we are tied at three here in the third. I said two run, three run shot. I meant two run shot to give give the Angels three runs, making it three three to tie the game. Yeah, right to tie the game at three. So this game early, I was like, oh man, here we go again. It's going to be one of those games where all the games are like forth. that. It's just you know, Astros. I guess lucky for us, Astros pitching, especially their bullpen, had could not um, hold the lead at all. I mean, you you look at some of the Angels' struggles early in the year and then you know at times now pitching wise out of the bullpen and, and you saw the mere image of that when Houston um bullpen guys came in just not able to hold the lead at all during that weekend against the Angels. Yeah, it was uh once that that starting and in this, and in this game though the starting pitcher uh, I think Framber Diaz I think is his name. I, yeah, last time he was last time he pitched against the Angels he did really well. And he he didn't do I, I don't want to say he did bad in this star but he went deep like dusty let him, let i think he go. was in there in the eighth inning still yeah, he let him go it was like a hundred and something pitches but anyway we're getting our hit of ourselves here um the angels would take a four three lead on a sack fly by simba um in the bottom of the sixth inning uh barreto would single in a run giving the angels a five to three lead and in the next inning you know they're, they're coming here come the astros again george springer hits a, a, a solo shot brings them within five to three and then um they would tie it in the seventh so it'd be five five heading into the bottom of the eighth um walsh would single in a run Renhepo would walk with the bases loaded and then justin upton putting the nail in the coffin with this upton pulls one in the left field there's a base hit it'll bring home two Renhepo will stop at second and the angels are opening it up here in the bottom of the eighth inning it's nine to five that gave the Angels a 9-5 lead, like Victor said. It would stay that way. The Angels get the four-game sweep against the Astros. Perfect, man. That was just and, awesome. And again, too, you kind of touched with, touched on it at the beginning, but Jaime Barea gave up those three runs in the first two innings um, and then kind of just sailed the last three innings, giving a five. But also, too, uh, we mentioned it last time, the Buttry train up and down, up and down, but he comes in at the end of this game, goes one, two, three. So, again, hopefully he's able to kind of – uh, continue that momentum the next time he gets out on the mound. But yeah, a great game, and maybe start thinking about uh, a little uh, about this. We're going streaky. Yeah. Five in a row, uh, going back to the last game of the Padres series. So um, definitely, Angels made a run. I mean, and that's what you need um, in this season. And now it's kind of getting really interesting to see how the standings are 
now again i still think it's a long shot yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. but it's definitely <laughs> something to kind of keep an eye out for going into the rest of the season which um you know it's like what 20 something games yeah and unfortunately with the season the way it is now so short and we're towards the end here uh every loss is super crucial and uh, we'll get into yesterday's game um but at least they're you know now it's you know, if they can get on another on another little streak here competitive and at right. this point that's what i want you know let's stay competitive i know that we talked about it on sunday's podcast about how people are saying you know what are they doing winning games now and blah 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 look at the end of the day i'm gonna watch the games where the angels suck or they're really good and i'd rather have them win some games while i'm watching rather than just sit there and and, and expect them to lose and well because there's, you know, there's so many questions about these players and on this team uh, especially pitching wise you have to know what you're going to get from Bundy if this is legit or if it's you know two starts which to the point it looks like you know he's kind of turned a corner in his own personal career and same thing with Andrew Haney you have to figure out if what he is throwing out there is who he is going to be now or if it's just kind of blipping the screen so you need these guys to go out and perform and when they perform well i think it's shown that uh the angels can win games against good teams so you know you want them to win you want them to be competitive because you have to know what these guys can do going into the next season and how you know the angels might structure their free agent spending or um who they bring up who they don't bring up from the minor league system next year so you need these guys to be competitive and be in competitive games to see what they're made out of absolutely almost like a showcase for next year right i mean that's what it is especially some of those you know borderline guys you know like a julio tehran who's on the mound right now we're recording this wednesday night with the game going on he needs to show the angels or you know not even the angels he's on a one-year deal he needs to show everyone else out there what he has and and same thing with some of these bullpen guys you know they they might be non-tendered who knows what's going to happen during the offseason they need to show up just so they have a job next year right so right uh you want competitive innings you want competitive play just because these guys livelihood you know (laughs) depends unless you're trout rendon uh upton albert where you are kind of you're locked in yeah you know who you are you know you these guys need to perform yeah and and, you know unfortunately you and i you know we i didn't talk about i mean it happened in this game a guy like Barreto was a guy who I wanted to see right. for next season. Unfortunately, he slid into the base, separated his shoulder, did something to his shoulder. But that's a guy that you, like you mentioned, right. a guy who's out there playing every day right now for the, well, not now, but, you know, before what? that, he was going to play every day, was pretty much a guy locked in there to see what he can be, what he can become. Is he going to be a guy that next year, you know, he's going to take Renhefo's spot or he's going to be the guy where we look forward to play Off second base or, or the utility guy yeah. or whatever. But there's a lot of guys on this team like that. There's like Taylor Ward. What's his going to, what's he going to be? What's Walsh going to be next year? What's, you know, what's Dice going to do next year? What's, who's a catcher? Is Bam Boom going to be the backup? Are they just going to go out and get somebody? Stasi the guy now, you know, that kind of stuff is what you look forward to. And you want them to compete at a high level because you want to see the best of them for next year. I agree with you a hundred percent, man. And I think that's kind of gets lost in, in the tank. It's like, no, these guys on the field aren't going to tank. And, and you're not going to sacrifice evaluating the guys on the field to get one guy in the draft that might work out or might not. Yeah. And, and really tank in baseball. That's again, mentioned it in the podcast. Mm-hmm. That's hard to do, but you know, you got a guy like, 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 Mike Trout on the team, Anthony Rendon. You think they're going to go out there and tank? They want to win games. Exactly. At the end of the day, you're out there playing the game. If you're not out there to win, then why are you out there anyway? And it just doesn't work that way. So, 
This is, ah, the whole this tank is, thing is just. This is where I, I wish I had the drop of, of Herm Edwards. The, oh, you uh, they, um, play to win, win the, the game. game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's the one that would really work right here. But yeah, exactly. Like yeah. players don't tank front offices tank, and the fact that they they only really sold off Lestella and Goodwin shows that they're not tanking. This shows that they're trying to still rebuild without doing a whole complete tank and and, and right. going from the bottom. Right. And I think that gets lost in, in, in translation, too. Like that gets lost in everything. The fact that the Angels are, you know, trying to rebuild without tanking. Because believe me, they could have gone that way. And we would have really been in bad shape for like five, six years where they're winning like 45 games, 50 games in a season. And that's terrible. Well, even you don't if want they that. win like, you know, 55 games, it's still over a, well over 100 losses. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, that, I mean, did you want that? You know, at least... At least in the last, uh, I remember the first year we did the podcast, we were competitive. We were there towards the end, you know, they were, they went, they went out and they got Brandon Phillips and they picked got up up in that trade and they were very competitive. I think the year after they might've been a little bit competitive. I think social's last it's, it's season. Thing, but yeah, that's the thing about the but. angels. And we have a kind of a question later in our emails about like the history, but you know, angels are for better or for worse, you know, are always kind of that middle of the road team where they're mm-hmm. not quite terrible but they're not great either but you know they, they win division titles here and there they get into playoffs here and there they're not you know I, it, it's just kind of what they are right now and right just... right we had a, a question on instagram live we're not a question a comment from the real was it the real p p he said we're going to make the playoffs watch i love your um not enthusiasm but your optimism optimism and as but... we stand right now again we're recording as the game's going right. on Wednesday night over my left shoulder. <laughs> the game that, is on. Like that, I uh, can't see, but it is actually on in the room. Um, the Angels, you know, again with this kind of a streak, they are four and a half back of the wild card um, right now. Right. The Yankees are sinking fast. Like obviously, you're gonna have to jump teams like Seattle um, and Baltimore, which which I think that's doable. Right, which, but you know, coming into the season, you wouldn't think there they would were be the, the ones, ones in, exactly, in the way. Exactly. But the Yankees are sinking fast. They're four and a half off the uh, wild card, the last wild card, the eighth spot. And then if I do my math correctly, they look like they're about uh, five games back of the Astros for second place in the division. So, um, you, you know, there's, what, less than three weeks left. So, um, so you're telling me there's a chance. You know, when anything can happen, I guess. But like, kind of like what we mentioned last podcast, the Angels do need help. They just can't do it on their own. They're going to need teams to fade. They're going to need teams to struggle uh, to make that kind of a run. We got one of those uh, comments on Instagram Live right now from I am Cody. He said, "Angels to trade Simmons and Seager and and it's uh, dice for Seager." It's too late now. Too late now. You can't trade yeah. him now. Can't trade him now. And trade I don't. Lines over. And I don't think that the Mariners would necessarily. No, no, no. Probably the other Seager. They're probably thinking the Dodger Seager. Oh, the Dodger Seager. Either Seager, I don't think they would give him up for a guy who's on the say, last year of his contract. The Mariners Seager plays third. Why would they right. for a well, baseman? They wouldn't. They wouldn't trade him for the for a guy in the last year of his contract, and they wouldn't trade him for a guy in Thais who really the Angels are just trying to find a spot for him right yeah, now. So exactly. trades don't work that way, man. I'm sorry. I know that at the end of the day, you know, you want to be able to trade someone who's not very good for someone who's really good, but that doesn't work that way. It'd be like uh, someone coming to the Angels and saying, "Hey, we'll give you." Uh, Let's say, for instance, um, the Dodgers tell us that they want to give us, um, you know, no, not the Dodgers. They have too many good players. But, for instance, let's say um, 
let's say uh, the Padres want to give us, you know, their backup catcher for David Fletcher. The Angels are going to say no, no, right? So, yeah. Uh, after we got done laughing, there was someone. No. Bob, someone said Bob Seeger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the rights to his music doesn't play throughout the stadium. Right, right. But anyway, let's get into uh, Tuesday's game. Unfortunately, they oh, had do we Monday. Have to? Yeah, I know. <laughs> they had Monday off, and they played on Tuesday, which is yesterday's. We're recording here on Wednesday. Not much offense from the Angels in, in this Texas. one. Um, in Texas, one run on six hits. This one, uh, Heaney went five innings, three earned runs. He walked one. He struck out four. Didn't pitch terrible. Well, I think there, we'll get our thoughts about it later because we have mm. an uh, email about it. But, you know, you you mentioned it with the um, with Franklin Barreto's, uh injury, him going to IL. um that same, or not that same game, but Saturday, was a Saturday that Renhefo jammed his hand on a tag. So yeah, he, he didn't was, play on Sunday. He wasn't, you know, he was out of the lineup Sunday. He had to come in for emergency purposes on Sunday to play second base. So the question coming into Tuesday was, who's going to play second base? If it was going to be Renhefo, if it was going to be... Um, so I thought Ward. Ward, or if they were, obviously what they did was call up somebody and they end up calling up. Matt Dice. Matt Dice. And he played second base for his first ever, at least in the majors or minors. I'm not sure about his Little League record. Um, first time playing second base, and that ended up being a huge deal in this game. Uh, yeah, we are watching the game, Noah. It's right over Dan's left shoulder on our TV, on yeah. the TV here. Pretty much if you're watching on Instagram Live, it is right behind yeah, you. Yeah, right. If there, was a back, if there was a backwards camera, you'd be able to see the yeah, game. Yeah, if we were on our regular feed, uh, unfortunately our producer is not here today. Had Chris a situation. The, Chris, the producer Johnson. Yeah, Chris, the producer Johnson. Then you'd probably you'd be able to see it. We have we're now we're just using our tablets. We don't have all our equipment for <laughs> audio video equipment. But Chris, anyway, yeah. if you do want to check that out, go on Facebook. Uh, there's some uploaded from like last week's podcast, yeah, every, so you yeah. can see really how our setup really is. But anyway, yeah, um, he didn't pitch bad in this one. He just no offense for the Angels, and and also those two unearned runs right off the mishap from. Matt Dice at second base. <laughs> again, yeah, Andrew Haney goes five innings. Um, again, like you mentioned, five runs, but three of them earned, four strikeouts, one walk, one home run. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just, again, this one came down to, you know, the Angels. Lance Lynn was Lance Lynn in this game. Right, you he, knew you, know. you knew you had to kind of get to him a little bit early. Because um, last time the Angels played Texas, I believe Lance Lynn was uh, pitching, but they got to him early enough to where – you know, his pitch count got up really quickly, and I believe he was out in the fifth, in the fifth, inning, in the fifth yeah. inning. So you kind of needed to do that this time, but they weren't able to. Again, only on Lance Lynn, only getting four hits with one run. He only walked two. Um, unfortunate news, he did hit three batters. One of them was Upton. Um, no, one of them was um, no, Rendon. Rendon. And then he, hit, he did hit Upton, but yeah. twice. And then Upton on the second time really seemed to, to – um, feel it on that one yeah unfortunately and like you, you you said it off the air he it felt like he was getting his groove back and like dude in the corner and here we are now yeah so i guess the the x-rays came up negative which is good um he listed his day-to-day for to so take that for what it's worth but right. um he he did not get put on the il today this so we'll see how it is maybe he'll be in the lineup in the next couple of days maybe right. it's one of those things where we'll wait till tomorrow uh thursday and if it hasn't gotten any better, maybe put him on the IL, kind of like what they did with Fletcher. They waited a couple of days to put Fletcher on the IL. And with the his cool ankle. thing is a retroactive too to yeah, the yeah, date. Yeah. So, but you can retroactive active, I believe, only up to three days. So okay. pretty much you have 
today, tomorrow, and Friday to, to make, make a, decision, a decision, or else you kind of lose those retroactive days. Right. All right. So uh, we have Noah on Instagram saying, uh, Thais being second, you know, second in the lineup. Um, I know it's a lefty righty matchup, but what are your thoughts? What do you. Oh, second? Yeah. I think, honestly, and, and this is one of the reasons why. Uh, it came out why Thice was the one got brought up instead of let's say for example Jamai who who right. plays second <laughs> base was a second, second baseman. baseman yeah um, Joe did say that he had been crushing it at at Long Beach which take that for what it's worth so I'm guessing they're putting him second to get him at bats to get him yeah well again we're kind of talking about this whole evaluation thing right I, and I guess I putting him it, second you get him more at bats you, you know he's probably gonna get four or five at bats compared to where if you Bat him ninth yeah, or eighth. Yeah, he's probably only going to get three. Right. So you're kind of um, speeding up that evaluation process. So, um, you know, he goes 0 for 4 in the game on, on Tuesday. So it doesn't really – in two strikeouts, it doesn't really prove that point. But I think the fact that they're playing him – or hitting him second is the fact they want him to get at-bats now and to quicken up the kind of evaluation process. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, like, I just – I've never been big on dice, so I, I don't want to speak, um, I guess, Ill. what's the word? I know. I just don't want to be, I don't, I, what's the word for being like, by, I'm not biased, but I'm like, I have a, I just, I'm not a dice a guy. Dick? Yeah. I'm not a dice guy, so I'm not going to be, you know, oh yeah, give him a chance. I just feel like. I just I don't know, man. I just don't see him He's being one of those guys that's coming up pretty quickly. That might be, you know, I don't know. I'm not DFA, I don't uh, not know. DFA but like non-tendered in, a, in an upcoming off season, just because he doesn't fit in on on, on this and team, especially and especially with Walsh playing first base. It looks like they really feel comfortable with him playing first base. I like Walsh a lot. I like so just the power like, he can bring. So it looks like that might be the you know Albert backup for now, right. and then. When Albert retires in a couple of years, maybe there's another guy in the system they can bring up or or free agency or whatever. Um, but yeah, it just seems like he's one of those guys like Ward who's drifting out there without a set position and they're trying to figure out what to do with him. Yeah, no, he's that guy. So again, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to be the guy that you ask a dice question to because I'm always going to be like, hey, ever just release him. Yeah. So, you know, uh, unfortunately for, you know, I don't think dice cares, but we, you know, whatever it is what it is, but yeah, I, I think that's the reasoning why you get him more at bats. You brought him up for a reason because his bat is that impressive in Long Beach. So yeah, you get him more at bats, batting him higher in the lineup. But yeah, I mean, against major league batting or major league pitching, he's he's always struggled. So I mean, we'll see what happens here. But yeah, um, there's more. I guess our thoughts about Dice coming later, even though we got most of them out now. But uh, yeah, just you know, a, a tough game because you really were hoping that the Angels were going to be able to. Uh, Continue the streak again, like we mentioned, five-game winning streak coming into this game. Right. Texas, last place in the division. You were hoping that they were able to um, compete with this. But, you know, uh, he, besides that error, you know, Robles came in and gave up one, one run. Um, Barnes came up and gave up one run. So, you know, it's just they didn't have an answer for Lance Lynn. I think it came down to it. They didn't have yeah. an answer for Lance Lynn. And you can't make mistakes um, when a pitcher of that caliber is on the mound against you, right? He was he was a guy that that has been impressive in the last you know couple of years. So that he was Lance Lynn on, exactly. on uh, yesterday. So anyway, uh, they're playing Texas today as we're recording on Wednesday, tomorrow Thursday, and then they have the Rockies for three in Colorado. So that that'll be interesting. That's so yeah, a, I mean, 
for the not game, a terrible for team. Angels to get to the playoffs, you would think obviously they're not going to win every single game going out. So dropping one to to Texas isn't devastating. It's what you do now for like the game today, the game tomorrow. If they win two out of three, then you're fine with okay, right. whatever. Dropping right. that game on Tuesday, and same thing with Colorado. If you win two out of three against Colorado in Colorado, then you're fine with that. Yeah, I, I don't think it's realistic to think the Angels are going to go. You know. Uh, uh, only lose like two times the rest of the season. Like they're going to have losses. They're going to have to kind of battle, but it just seems like the more and more they creep up to 500, the more and more likely their chances of making the wild card is because honestly the wild card, it doesn't look like it's going to take more than a 500 record to get in. No. Yeah. So that's the bright spot, I guess, where, you know, they're for as bad as it's been for the angels. Somehow they're, 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 they're there. Still kind of relevant, right? <laughs> they're relevant. They're, they've, they've got, like you said, so you're telling me there's a chance. Right, exactly. So that's that's the bright spot in all this. So anyway, let's uh, let's take a quick commercial break. We'll come back from the other side of the break. We'll take some questions on Instagram Live if you're out there on Instagram Live. But we also have emails from our listeners. Uh, if you guys ever want to email us, allinterspodcast at gmail.com. So we'll, on the other side of the break, we'll answer all those emails and get some questions hopefully on Instagram Live. We'll catch you on the other side. Boom! Those are the screams I used to make when I would cut myself shaving before I knew about Manscaped. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Manscaped, for turning my loud shrieks here into multiple peaks here. Cream of crop. Man, start taking notes because Manscaped accidents are finally a thing of the past. Oh, yeah. Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 has been beautifully designed to reduce painful nicks and tugs. Yeah, those nicks and tugs are gone. This is their third generation tremor featuring advanced skin safe technology. Oh, yeah. Technology so you keep your bad boys nice and smooth. Yeah, nice and smooth. Yeah, that's right. And Manscaped engineering team obsessed over technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. They spent 18 months, yeah, 18 months perfecting that great ball hair trimmer ever created. The just released new and improved lawnmower 3.0, yeah, the cream of the crop, yeah, too sweet to be sour, yeah. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The batting year will last you 90 minutes so you can take longer shave. And that water-resistant technology allows you to shave in the shower, too. Oh, yeah, in the shower after that, after that long match. Uh-huh, yeah. One of the coolest features is the LED light that illuminates grooming areas for a closer, more precise trimming. So many people have written in stories about the Lawnmower 3.0 and have sent your man here, yeah. Sent them pictures so I could see the smoothness for myself. And I'll tell you something, man, that ain't kidding. They ain't kidding. This is cream of the crop, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. You need to try this out for yourself. Get 20% off plus free shipping when you use armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off when you use armchair at manscaped.com. Oh, yeah. What's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it.
This is Hood Vicious. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. There's no shortage of action going on with our partner over at betonline.ag. The sports world is slowly making its way back with the NBA announcing its return in late July. But right now, UFC, boxing, NASCAR, and international soccer all have resumed play, and BetOnline has the best odds for their upcoming games and matches. Need more? BetOnline has simulated NBA, NFL, UFC live every day for our devoted gamblers, and check it out. BetOnline also offers hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and the best props in the business. Visit BetOnline on your computer or mobile device and join now to receive your welcome bonus. That's BetOnline.ag, your online wagering experts. And we are back. Thank you to our sponsors again for sponsoring the show, for being out there and, uh, you know, making this possible for us. Again, quick shout out to um, at A-Style Clothing. Uh, they, we're currently doing a giveaway right now with A-Style Clothing, one of our sponsors. I think you just go on the, is it on the posts? Yeah, it's a post that we have on our Instagram, Halo underscore Haven. Tag a friend, but you also have to be following us and and A-Style Clothing. So um, I actually think we're going to do that drawing probably after the podcast and then post the winner tomorrow morning. And um, so, you know, obviously if you're listening to this, probably You're you're on the download, but but if you're on Instagram Live right now, uh, on our feed, on our Instagram Go to the post where you see the giveaway. I think it's the most recent one. Right. It's on the giveaway alert. It's a picture of the hats that we're giving away. Tag a, tag your friends and then follow ASOC Clothing. Follow us. Obviously, if you're on here, Watching, you're following us, us now. Yeah. But you, all you got to do is follow ASOC Clothing and then do the tagging. So, exactly. hey, it doesn't cost anything. And then if you win, you get a free hat. Exactly. There you go. So And these are player-approved hats. So there you go. And uh, check out our boy at Archangel Pins on Instagram as well at Archangel Pens again and I think I don't we don't do this enough real quick but thank you to Armchair Media Network we're a part of the Armchair Media Network and um, I mean they, they're the ones that sponsor we're on their network so we're the Angels podcast on there they try to do a podcast for every you know sports team college team and we're we're fortunate enough to be the Angels side of that so right. I'm just quick uh, shout out to there. Armchair yeah but uh, let's get into some emails a um, couple in- interesting emails yeah, so I'll start with the first one, and we kind of were already talking about it, but um, from Lamar Washington, he says, Yo, can one of y'all please tell me why Thais was at second base? I don't give a bleep yeah. how good he's hitting in Long Beach. Come on, Joe. Good to see the curator on more regularly. Oops. <laughs> well, there you go, Chris. Oops. You say that no one gives you love, and it's just one person, but uh, Oops. Lamar Lamar seems to like you. Right, so. exactly. So there you go. There's always one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we talked about it. I mean, Joe felt that his bat was enough to break the roster, to make the roster, and not call up Joe. I, I, I don't when know. When we saw this, I texted... I text you and a couple people saying, watch, it's going to come down to him. Um, I said tr- not turning a double play that extends an inning, but it ended up being him just not knocking down a grounder. Granted, it was coming up fast, but if he knocks it down and throws it to first, they're out of that inning. Well, a normal, anyone who's played the, you know, the middle infield second or short, is that's routine. But you're throwing a first baseman out. It, look, people are saying, well, it's still the right side of the field. No. It's a whole different it's a angle. Whole different, yeah, it, the dude's never played there. That's the thing. If it if it was, 
if he was like, oh, yeah, we've been playing him a little bit here, a little bit there, then okay, that makes sense. But no, it's I mean, like they're turning, trying to turn him. It looks like they're trying to turn him and Ward into a Fletcher super utility. You see it now with the game. We're getting recording Wednesday night. All of a sudden, now Thice is in left field, which he has never right. played. I mean, I look. Thice to me, even just his body type isn't a second baseman like body there, there, type, right? So I don't know. Other, okay. If you, we kind of mentioned, uh, if you wanted to bring up Thice and didn't want to bring up an actual second baseman, that's fine. Okay. I can, whatever. But you can move the lineup around. You can move guys around. Anthony Rendon has played second base his first couple of years in Washington. Right. And I believe that first year in Washington, he was prior, or primarily a second baseman. I believe so, yeah. So why not, if you want Thice up because of his quote unquote bat, then why not move Rendon the second? Move Thice the third, where Thice has played, and he actually has done a, a respectable job at that. You know, why not do that, and and then go with it there. I, you know, and the fact that the matter is that when reporters asked Madden if that was ever a thought, and him saying no, they never even talked about it. Kind of shows me like, I don't know, like I don't know if Madden thinks he's smarter than what he is or than he thinks, or I don't know if he's trying to invent the wheel. You know, it's just to me, it's like you're on a roll. Why put a guy out there that you, you, you know, are, something like this could happen. And in baseball, there's a saying, the ball always finds you. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what it did. It found them and it found them quick. So, um, yeah, I just don't understand why they put Thice uh, at second base. He's not going to be a super utility guy. He's going to be a corner infield guy. I, I can't see him playing second. I can't see him playing outfield. I can see him playing first or third. Right. Ah, uh, yeah. Just to me, it just doesn't look like he doesn't look like a guy who's a second baseman. And, and God, it showed it showed yesterday. And I'm curious to see if Joe's going to do this again with him at second base. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't understand. I hope not. Why? And it's like now you play second base or play Tuesday. You know why not? When he fought, he's playing Wednesday night. So did something happen between Tuesday and Wednesday besides the air that made when he feel more healthy? You know what I mean? It's like I don't know. you have mm-hmm. options there, and I just do not understand why Madden feels the need to try to I don't know uh, make 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 stuff happen where it doesn't need to. Like you put yeah. Renhefel out there, or you called uh, Jamai. He already got called up this year. He's on the forty man roster. You're not right. doing anything. You're not wasting anything. And like, you're not. You're the, the the what he doesn't bring to the lineup offensively. Right. And kind of like, isn't that much of a difference from what the Angels were getting from second base? You know, prior of course, you know, Lestella was a guy who was playing there sometimes but or whatever. Even, but even but in still. the in the immediate past, um, before that game, it wasn't like. Um, yeah, we didn't have world beaters out there. Well, no, no, no. We kind of talked about it a little bit before the podcast. It wasn't like the offense was struggling. Right, you know, right, right, right. You, you you score six against Houston. You score ten against Houston. You score seven against Houston. You score nine against Houston. So it's not like you're throwing up a bunch of ones and twos against Houston and you need some kind of a spark offensively. Yeah. That's probably the last thing you need. I mean, like, like I mentioned, you scored over five runs every single game um, against Houston. You know, there's not a great offensive need at this point. You kind of do need defensively because we mentioned before, it just seems like with some of our pitchers that they need, you know, close to everything to go right behind them, you know, a call from the umpire for them to get out of a certain inning. And it just seemed like once this air happened, it just kind of deflated the whole um, team and, and just kind of you kind of felt 
at that point, okay, the game's over. Let's try to make it respectable, but obviously they never did. But with Lance Lynn on the mound, you don't you don't put your team, I feel, in a in a bad situation, and that's not on Thice. I think that's a hundred percent on Joe. Yeah, you're putting the guy, the kid out there in a position he's never played professionally. Sure, maybe freaking little league, but come on, you know, really. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see moving forward what happens. Um, they hopefully, did, they did say. Tuesday before the game that Fletcher was taking BP on the field. So, you know, maybe Fletcher gets back in there and then you don't have to worry about it anymore. You have Fletcher and Renjifo, you know, splitting time at second or, or Fletcher taking, you know, 80% of the time at second. But, right. um, yeah, it was just – it was a I, – yeah, I was really scratching my head that whole day trying to figure out why he would be at second base. And even more so today, too, when he's in left field, when he's right. never played left field. Huh. At all, and I never thought we said it before. I never thought I would say, "Just put Warden, just put Warden yeah, left, God. just just put him in." Yeah, yeah, especially you. That's your boy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that was that was kind of upsetting. But again, hopefully, um, Fletcher comes back relatively soon, and then you don't even have this conversation. And it's kind of good to know that they were able to score all those points without Fletcher and putting him in the lineup on base um, will definitely help. Um, so going now to the next question, I'm interested to see what, what you feel because you're more of the angel historian when it comes to this than, I'm, than myself. But this next one's from Daryl Roberts. He says, hey, what do you guys uh, think about the Angels' history in general? I know it's a broad question, but considering the rather short history as opposed to the Red Sox, Yankees, White Sox, Dodgers, et cetera, et cetera, what memory or accomplishments or moments stick out uh, to you uh, to you all as important? It's yeah, that's a thank you for asking that question because you know, one thing that as Angel fans, we, we don't have a storied history. It's but we're 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 babies in, in the world of, of, of baseball if you think about it. I mean, you look at the teams, you know, we're still considered, you know, pre Marlins and Rockies, we were an expansion team. We were part of that expansion sixty one. Before that there wasn't an expansion Ever like you know what I mean? We were the expansion, babe. We're we're the reason why baseball went from 154 games to 162 games. The Angels and I believe it was the Mets that came in, and I believe the Astros as well, the Colt 45s. But um, you know the, the history is not you know when you look at you know the, you know the the Dodgers right down the freeway, their history goes back to you know early I want to say late 1800s. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, they weren't even the Dodgers. I think they were called something else. So their history goes way back. So it's it's hard to argue with Dodger fans because of the history. Look, I'm a Lakers fan and a Clippers fan comes and talks to me. You need to get out of my face because you got nothing. To, but at least the Angels got championships and playoff wins to back that up. But I'm just saying you can't compare the history of the two teams, the Dodgers and the Angels. So but that has that has nothing to do with how good or how bad the team is. It's just the team just been around longer. But considering how young, quote unquote, the Angels are. There's been a lot of really keystone moments in Angels history. There, there's been things that have happened. You know, um, we're seeing it right now with Albert Pujols, where there's milestones being reached. Um, one thing that I remember as a kid, you know, Reggie Jackson hitting his 500th home run as an Angel. You had Don Sutton winning, you know, 300 as an Angel. Rod Carew hitting 3,000 hits as an Angel. Uh, one key, one thing that sticks out to me in, in Angels history is. And it's still the record to this day is 383 strikeouts in a season by Nolan Ryan in 1973. Um, that's a keystone moment. That's a milestone in baseball history. Um, Mike Witt, 
uh, pitched a perfect game. There, right. How many perfect games have there been in Major League Baseball? Uh, but for me, things that stand out, obviously, it's always going to be the World Series in 2002. Um, but I think the Angels' history, considering how young it is, there's a lot of things. The Angels have had a lot of Hall of Fame players play on their team, whether they go in as an Angel or not. I think my whole thing, and, and Trout is going to tear, you know, not tear us apart, but like, He's going to be the exception when he retires and goes to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but he's a guy. all the guys you mentioned, all these great milestones, mm. they don't, they're not home, or not homegrown, but like the Angels was a stop on their career. Right, it on wasn't their career. Like, you know, Nolan Ryan, it wasn't like he was an angel forever. Like, you know, it wasn't, yeah. or Rod Crew, it wasn't like he was just an angel. Yeah, he it it came later. Reggie Jackson, the same thing. Same thing. thing. Yeah. So, like, obviously when Trout retires and that whole thing, it's going to be totally different. But I think that's kind of what the Angels franchise is missing is a a guy that when was their guy was their homegrown yeah. guy. even vlad who is in the hall no. of fame with the angels he's As not Expo. a homegrown guy no. he's not a guy that yeah you're right you're right so i think again when, once trout retires and once trout is done playing and you know however many years he, he, he it just won't this argument won't even matter but right. as of right now i think that's kind of the one thing that that the angels are missing is just like there's not yeah you can throw out a lot of names out there, yeah. But it's like, okay, they also played here, or, right. or they also played there, or yeah. maybe they're, you know, half of the prime was somewhere else, like a right. Nolan Ryan. And they haven't had that. They haven't had uh, Nolan Ryan was that guy, um, but unfortunately, he's not remembered as an angel. Although he did most of his things he, as he, an angel, but he was so good though. Later, like, that's what I'm Texas saying. And stuff like that. That's so, what I'm saying. So still People still remember like, him. You know, you know, there's not a. a uh, angel fans, and plus he, angel angel fans will remember him as an angel. Uh, or, uh, Ranger fans will remember him as a Ranger. Astro fan, or you know, whatever. But I think if you ask the the fans outside of those bubbles, you know, he's very few will probably say, "Oh, oh yeah, no, yeah, don't, don't remember yeah. him as an angel at all." But yeah, you're right. I agree 100. percent The Angels don't have that Jeter. They don't have that Mantle. They don't have that Griffey. Even though you know they right. don't have that guy. Right. You know. So yeah, that's part of it. That's part. That's part of. Uh, history or that's part that that kind of sets a um what's the what's the word that kind of sets the you know moving forward you know who did you that's going to suck for when mike trout retires the next guy who's going to be the next mike trout you know because oh, there isn't going to be one and you kind of see so, it now with joe right, with, with Adele, yeah man and it's kind of unfair to him being like well you know he has to be the next trout i was like no dude like trout and i hate i think this i think this term gets thrown around way too much but I think with Trout, it's it's it fits. He's a once in a generation talent. He's one in a multi generation talent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that term, you know, once in a generation gets thrown around like the guy, you know, some of the pitchers in the the pitcher coming up. I forgot his name in, in the draft. Like, oh, he's a once in a generation. Reed Detmers, the Angels. No, 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 the guy that's coming. Oh, out, the, 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 the Vanderbilt. Guy. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't remember his name. his name. Yeah, yeah, he's like he's a once in a generational pitcher. I'm like, you do realize the generations like. 20 years so right. you're saying he's that good he's, he's better than Syndergaard he's better than uh, Verlander he's better than Serger like uh, you know I, I'm not sold on that yet but right. yeah Trout is definitely one of those one in a multi-generation players that will obviously be known as an angel but I think that's kind of the thing that angels are missing it's just that guy that guy those guys you know and even yeah. you know you know, he just passed Tim Salmon, which is great, but outside of Angel... Yeah, you know, the, the Tim you, Salmon thing isn't, you know, it's 300 home runs is a lot. It's it's a milestone, but when you like, you look outside the Angel fan base, no one... Uh, honestly, people are going to say, Tim who? 
Right, exactly. Really, honestly, honestly, outside of Southern California, or, or even very many. Oh, I didn't, oh I, if, I didn't know he had the home run. And Tim Salmon college. was yeah. my favorite player right, ever. Yeah, I just, so. I, you know, so hopefully some of these younger guys, Joe, obviously Mike, you know. But, um, but here, to touch on, on what you're talking about, Mike Trout, once Mike Trout gets to 500, wait, and oh, Angel yeah. just hit 500 home exactly. runs? Exactly. And Angel just got to, you know, this many RBIs, mm-hmm. set a major league record for this? He's oh, got, he's got now. How, he's got how many you know, yeah, yeah, MVPs yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to come. It's just as of right now when this question is asked, the Angels' history, there's just not a lot of it. No, not it, not much of it. There's not much of it at all. No. So um, hopefully that, that turns and hopefully that becomes more and more. But as of right now, again, as we talk, there's not a whole lot um, behind it. Right. So we'll go to a up oh, the question disappeared. I was gonna go to Instagram, but I don't know if they just not changed their mind or what. They must have changed their mind. There's yeah. a few rolling in as we're yeah. Instagram living it here. I was uh there's there is one on Instagram. I was watching uh Trevor Trevor Bauer's vlog yesterday and his agent said that he was on the trading block mm. do you think that billy talked to cincinnati about bauer i don't know how he he probably was on the trading not block, now but, but the trading deadline's over so i don't know what he's talking but he's, about isn't bauer the guy who openly said that he wants to sign nothing but one-year contracts so yeah, that his so. i think he's I, of, I think that's a bunch of i think crap. he's a lot of talk and i don't i mean because why would you want to do that and risk not getting paid because right, you know he won tommy john year right Right, changes everything, and he can't get paid. He will, someone will pay him. He's up that there one in age. Year. That one year, yeah. he's up there in age now. So you have to consider what you're giving up for him. Like, all right, like, are we going to sign him for this much and not be able to sign these many people? You know, is he that good? And, and Maybe I don't know. Who? That's a tough one. Bowers on the fence for for me. Yeah, and let me look it up. But I think isn't he kind of obviously not over. Um, think he's 31 32 oh, is he his, i thought he was just barely 30 but, right uh, i could be wrong i might be thinking of somebody else i'm not sure but i know i know he's a guy that talked about him wanting to sign nothing but one year contracts no, and that was kind of a and thing. i'm like dude come on like why would you like i think he's just you know full of you know what but <laughs> yeah so Trevor Bauer is, as of right now, he is 29. Oh, I'm wrong then. My He's bad. He's going to be 30 by the time next season starts. So, All right, you, you know, got three years, I hope, of really good right, Bauer. Right, but, yeah, so if he is true to his one-year, signing one-year deals, then, yeah, fine, take a, take a shot at him. But if he's asking for, like, five or six years, that's kind of a deal where you're going to, yeah. like, oh. You're getting into that C.J. Wilson contract. Where you, know, you got to hope like, you win uh, at the beginning of that contract or else right. he's probably not going to pay or be worth what you're paying him towards the end of that right. contract. You know, yeah. But, um, again, so uh, Instagram Live, go ahead and keep on feeding us questions. Here's another question from an email um, from Ruben. What would you say are some of the major differences between Jerry DePoto and Billy Epler? Uh, for people that don't know, Jerry Depoto was the GM before Billy Epler. And what are some of the their biggest strengths and weaknesses as baseball GMs? Follow up: What kind of team would the Angels be fielding if Depoto was still the GM? Uh, Angels wouldn't be fielding a team with very many young stars. I'll tell you that much. Prospects, De- yeah. Depoto is a guy who you know made. You know, unfortunately, when he left, our system was the worst in baseball. Uh, we had nothing 
in the farm system of any value. Um, we're still kind of feeling the repercussions. I think the best players out of the Depoto, I don't think you count Trout, uh, just because Trout is different. But, you know, the best player to come out of the Depoto farm system or during Depoto's tenure it's probably guys like Ward and Dice because they were in the back end of that, you know, back end of his, of his yeah. prospect. But um, he was a guy that was notorious for going big and was a guy that was going to give him big contracts to guys. You, you know? still see it now with him in, Se- uh, in Seattle that he, he he loves to trade. He loves trading. He loves wheeling and dealing. So um, he, I believe he's the one that brought in Granky for half a season. Mm-hmm. I believe he's the one that brought in Teixeira for half a season. But those things paid off. But you got to have the off, team now, to do it. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it looks like Hepler's the type that's more kind of hesitant to give up their prospects. Right. So, you know, I don't know if one way is better than the other because, you know, obviously you look it's at Seattle hard. now. You it's look hard. at the Angels now. They're kind of equal in that in that aspect. So, um, I like Epler's way better because I feel like – the new way of of baseball in general is holding on to your prospects, getting them to develop, getting them to produce at a very cheap level, opposed to let me trade two or three of them to get a big guy in to make a run that, okay, well, if it doesn't work out, the guy probably walks, and now you're left in a hole. So you, yeah. you almost have to, kind of like what you said, you have to swing for the fences, and sometimes the poto would hit home runs, sometimes he would strike out, where you know Epler seems like he's good with a double. Right. He's good with a single. Um, so I guess it just depends on what you want to see right. as a fan. But right. um, as me, I prefer the kind of Epler way and building up that farm system and, and hopefully getting a, a group of guys that we're kind of seeing now with with Joe, with you know hopefully Brandon coming up and Chris Rodriguez pitching-wise, Reed Detmers pitching-wise, if they are able to develop, come in as a group and, and be able to have something long-term than just – uh, a one one year shot here or one year shot there. Yeah, you got to find that balance, and it's very hard to find. Like, there's no real answer to anything. Again, I think we talked about it on Sunday's podcast. Where, and I don't know what the question was exactly, but if we could find the answer and bottle it oh, up and sell it, how do you, how do you uh, get the pitchers? The pitchers, the yeah, right, 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 right. Same thing. How do you how do you fill the winning team? I think if anyone knew the right. Because even even people who have fielded championship caliber teams, you know, it's far and few between where it's consi- consistent. Where you know, you, I know the Giants it's, did it a couple of years ago when they won three championships in five years. You know, right. The Yankees, those dynasties are those hard, are hard to come by. And now, but see, the thing you know, is too now that balance you, is hard you, to find. You'll, you'll take it as a Giants fan, even though look at what they are now. They're they're kind of still now they're in the full on rebuilding stage. But you'll take those three World Series oh, in five years. Yeah, but you got to realize. You know, a lot of those guys came, you know, Buster Posey, um, Madison Bumgarner, those those main guys kind of came through either you're you're drafting them and developing them or trading for them as them as either minor leaguers minor league or young, you know, maybe like one or two years into the into baseball kind right, of deal. So, right. um, yeah, you know, I just I, I like the Epler way. I don't, I, again, I don't know if he's going to be back next year. That's one of the very interesting questions is going to happen during the off season and um, we'll see what happens. But, yeah. you know, I, I, I think he, if, even if he is gone, I think he's did a good enough job to uh, kind of solidify that farm system. Again, it's not like number one in mm-hmm. baseball, but it's not 30th or, and 30th by a mile. Like right. it was when right. he got here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 
I thought he's I think he's done a decent job. Of course, the the results aren't there, but it's it's a, it's a process, man. You can't just point the fingers at here and there. I think also too, you got to point the the finger at leadership, at the ownership too. Like it's not all Epler's decisions. You know, it has to go through somebody else too. So, um, and especially like those those you know big pros or big purchases like you know uh, uh, what would have been a, a um, Dude from Astros that went to Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole, like that wasn't on really GM. That's an arty thing. That's, yeah. you know, he's the one that either pulls the trigger or he's the one that says no, thank you, and walks away. That's that's right. a very G, that's very non GM involved. Like like I said before, the GM's like a kid in a in a toy store. Of course, he wants every single toy that's out there. It's up to the owner to kind of give him that budget um, and tell him. You know, this is what you have to work with. Do yeah. it. And so I think that's a lot of it. So um, we'll see how it goes. But, you know, not everything you do is, is or not everything you miss out on is great because I'm looking at Garrett Cole's numbers right now. Yeah. You know, after the last his last four starts for the Yankees, um, he has an ERA above four and a half. Right. And right. And Yankees are three. So. You know, tail spinning a bit here. Exactly. So it's not. Ex- he's not exactly killing it right now. His 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 ERA total for the season is three three point six three. So you know, sometimes you know, if if Garrett Cole doesn't come back and show the dominance he did in Houston the next two or three years, which I I don't know, then it's going to look like a great thing that you laid off and didn't pay him Spe- all that especially money. Especially for that money, dude. Right. Exactly. Oh so God. you know, it's it's easy to criticize GMs, but you always have to kind of wait out to see if they were right or not. And sometimes what sucks for GMs, you might not have the and, job well, by and then. And I think and I think too, like when you go after a guy like Gary Cole, and we've said it before, you got to think. How much of a difference is he going to make? You just don't get him just to get him. And it depends on what kind of team you have to put him on. Like, Garrett yep. Cole on this team gives them maybe six more wins this season. Maybe. You know? Um, so, it's just hard. You know, people are quick to get anger angered easily with when they don't make a move. But in the long run, like you said, in like two years, if this – Garrett Cole continues to be this Garrett Cole and not the Garrett Cole from Houston, mm-hmm. then Billy Epler is going to look like a freaking genius. For and, signing and, Rendon. Yeah, and Artie Moreno as well for passing on Garrett Cole. Right. You know, but right now everyone's just so, our pitching Pitch- so bad, it magnifies right, the situation. Yeah. yeah. And, and pitching in general is just so hard to judge. Yeah. You don't know a, a guy is over the hill until it happens. Like, right. there's no way to. You know, yeah, you never know. Look at, look at Scherzer and freaking uh, Verlander. They're, They're still going. well into their, but. They're, you know, who would have known that they'd be this great they this year? They are but, the exception, not but the rule. But then you, then you have a guy who, you know, was thirty-one, who was right. great when he was twenty-seven, but now he's thirty-one and he sucks. So yeah. yeah. But anyway, all yeah, right. So, um, yeah. So I mean, that's gonna kind of wrap it up for uh, this podcast. So, anything? Oh, let me look up. Somebody wrote. I think he means about Gary Cole. Six wins is 10, 10, 10 of the season. Ten percent of the season. Ten percent of the season. Yeah, dude. This but, season, but what about next season? But is he gonna? Okay, that's fine. But is Garrett Cole gonna win? Okay, he wins us, you know, those games in this in this season. Again, what I'm trying to point out is, is he gonna? Is he make? Does he make the difference on this team? Does this? Does he make this team a championship caliber team? Like he, you, you sign him, and he's the only pitcher on that team on the on our team that's an ace like that. Is he the difference maker? I think if the Angels had a already had a better base. They probably would have pulled the trigger on it, maybe. 
But in all honesty, I think Artie Moreno's to blame, like you said, to blame for this because he's the one that just didn't want to do it. And and I'm fine with it because I think it's ridiculous to spend that much money on on a pitcher. That's kind of the discussion. To be honest when with you, when he did sign, so. that was kind of the um, feeling going around our text chain. It was like, wow, I can't believe they spent that much money on him. But yeah, you know, and I guess this shortened season, Garrett Cole loses one year of his prime. You know, obviously he's not getting a full 162 um, seasons worth of him. So. Right. You know, pitchers are you know, but if, if but if Garrett Cole comes out next year and wins twenty games and has an ERA around like right. two and a half or whatever, then yeah, then you're gonna look back, well, you should have got it, you would have taken that one bad year for this, but it's just it's it's hard to predict the future. But it, you gotta remember how long is this it's a ten year contract, right? Yeah. That's ten years of And Garrett. they might not even make the playoffs. That's be, like that, be- that might be Pujol's contract, like where they're gonna be paying him all the years and he's gonna be yep. terrible. There's another question real quick before we get out of here. Good. If Artie decides to extend Simmons, not to extend Simmons, you think we try to get a steal like player? I can't really tell. I think we uh, try to steal a player like, like Trey, Trey Turner. Trey Turner. I don't think, honestly, like Fletcher would be the guy. Yeah. If because they, if they don't, there's they priorities don't. here. We're talking about priorities. Pitching is priority. Yeah. Right I now. think if they don't. Resign Simmons. They, they move Fletcher to shortstop, and he might be that bridge to a uh, Jackson to a, a Paris, right? A guy, guys that are young and in in the system that show promise, but might need two more years in the right. minor league system to right. develop. And Fletcher can do that. And then once they get up, um, you know, you move Fletcher back to second. I think Fletcher's kind of here to stay. I think he's right. that guy where right. now showing what he's been able to do. It kind of makes that decision a little bit easier for the Angels. Like, I personally don't think – I think the Angels will offer Simmons something. I just don't think they're going to bend over backwards no. for and, him. And they, sh- and they re- honestly, to be honest with you, I hate an unpopular opinion, but they shouldn't. They shouldn't – I don't think – I'm sorry. I don't think Simmons is that guy where you're, like, you're bending over backwards. you got to do anything you can to sign him. Um, I think Fletcher is more than capable to fill that role. And there's priorities, so well, you definitely, know. Yeah, you're definitely gonna need pitching. Yeah, and um, bullpen, like and pitching bullpen, all together. Pitching and bullpen, yeah. So again, yeah. you know, uh, Julio Tehran is done after this year, so you're gonna right. have to figure out what you want to do with him. Okay, if you let him go, you're still gonna have slots. I don't know if if you know Hamik has looked better. Yeah, but um, but as far as um, Sandoval, as far as uh, Suarez, you know, how are they gonna fit in? Do they need maybe another year? Because you know, there's nothing wrong with some of these pitchers needing until they're like their mid twenties to develop. I and mean, re- and remember, Sandoval, Suarez, Berea, regular season, regular non-COVID season. These guys are playing minor league baseball, developing right. already. Right now, all their struggles are magnified, and I hate to I hate to say that that's an excuse, but everything's getting magnified right now. Right, cause because one, cause the, kind of like you know, the one loss means right. four or whatever the math is. Yeah. So obviously, that like you said, it means more, but. You know, Angels need pitching. People, Angels need. Do they get like a starting pitcher, and then maybe do they move one of those guys to the bullpen? Like, there's so many things right. the Angels can do, free agency through the pitching aspect of it. That a, a, a shortstop that you know might need might be a you know a, a free agent like Simmons. Uh, you don't need to worry really about that when you have a guy like Fletcher. Absolutely, absolutely, I agree. So, um, to kind of keep an update on our Tyler Skaggs Foundation, um, again, we're giving a dollar for every strikeout 
the Angels throw this year to the Tyler Skaggs Foundation. Um, for maybe some of you new listeners, Tyler Skaggs was our um, first major league. Like we had like minor league guys. We've had guys former that, players, former players, stuff like that on. But he was our first current, current major league baseball on the player. baseball. You know, on Angels major league roster guest, and we kind of after the the, the interview kind of had a, a relationship with him as far as mm-hmm. talking back and forth mm-hmm. stuff like that so you know obviously when this foundation got kind of brought up after his death uh it was kind of a thought of mine to always kind of help give back um and donate money and again this is strict this is straight from the tyler skaggs foundation this is what they do the tyler skaggs foundation uh was founded in 2019 to empower young people through the gift of sports by supporting athletic programs and other uh entities that provide the tools to build confidence teamwork and leadership skills so again we're we are donating a dollar for every strikeout the angels throw this year and right now as we speak again wednesday night the game's going on right now so obviously this number is going to change by the time you listen to the to this podcast but it is at 359 strikeouts so again that's 359 dollars uh at least, um, I'm pretty sure the Angels will probably throw another strikeout between now and the end of the season. But right. uh, that's kind of where we're at right now. Yeah. So again, if you guys want to donate, it's Tyler Fags, Tyler Skaggs Foundation dot org, or at Tyler Skaggs Foundation on Instagram. Yeah, Check it Tyler out. Tyler Skaggs Foundation forty five on Instagram. Yeah. And then again, Tyler Skaggs Foundation dot dot org or yes, dot, dot org, org yes. on on just on you know. And uh, you can donate. You can buy merch. It all goes to the foundation. And like Dan said, man, it's a good cause. So that's that's always good to do. So anyway, that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Uh, we will be back on Sunday. And hopefully we got some uh, wins under our belt. Talking about this game that's going yeah. on Wednesday. We have Wednesday, Thursday, uh, Friday, Saturday. And yeah, then we'll, a pop, we'll probably be – there's a good chance we'll probably be on um, before the game Sunday for us. So Instagram live users, you mm-hmm. can um, – Set your calendar. We'll probably try to do the hour before yeah. uh, first pitch. We to usually kinda... try to try to do it right around that time. Anyway, but we so. will be back. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So with that with that being said, we're we're done for today. We'll catch you guys uh, on Sunday. I am Johnny Mags. I am Dan Garcia. You listen to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip i'd like to check into the centurion lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables Ooh, yum and how you get the most out of select can't miss events with access to the centurion lounge resi priority notified and amex card member benefits at select events You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now 
and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine.